A few weeks ago, I witnessed a brutal knockout at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. I saw Ben Askren contort, stiffen up, before slightly coming back to his senses. A couple of fights later, I saw a seemingly unbeatable champion, John Jones, fight tooth and nail in a struggle in a fight to keep his championship belt. As Thiago Santos dug deep, trying to keep composed with a leg injury, it became clear to me that in most cases, and certainly in this case, fighters are willing to put almost anything on the line to get that belt, and that retaining a belt is and must be the end game to a fighter. From the Golden State in Porterville, California, this is MMA Math. Real fighters, real fights, real discussions. With your host, Professor Diaz, and the former featherweight Bellator champion of the world and former bantamweight UFC title challenger, Joe Soto. This week in MMA Math, we'll explore pay-per-view cards and those that are not, and how the status of the card can affect the fighters. Plus, we'll take a closer look at how difficult it is to retain a title, to remain champion as the world studies you and dissects your game, and Liz Carmouche, how and can she unseat another seemingly unbeatable champion, Valentina Shevchenko? Does Liz Carmouche have a chance? Does she have what others don't? What is it that can give her the win? Welcome, everyone. I'm Roberto Diaz, and I'm here with my co-host, Joe Soto. How are you, Joe? I'm great. Joe, before we look at Liz Carmouche and what she's offering in this fight against Valentina, let's begin at the beginning how this card was set up. This is a UFC Fight Night card. This is not a pay-per-view card, but it is a championship fight. So this is a rare occasion, and this is the second time that has happened in the UFC this year. In January, we saw another pair of champions also on a card that was not pay-per-view, we saw TJ Dillashaw versus Henry Cejudo, and now this one. Joe, champions fighting on cards that are not pay-per-view. What are your thoughts on this? Does this devalue the champion? Does this make Valentina less than other champions like John Jones, who always fights on a pay-per-view card? No, I don't think it you know, devalues the champion. I think, you know, I mean, most champions are pretty much... All equal. If you're if you're a champion, it took a lot of hard work to get there. So, in my opinion, it doesn't devalue the champion. But to the casual fan, it might. You know, hey, this person's not fighting on a pay per view, so maybe, you know, in their minds they're thinking it devalues. They don't have a certain status as a Conor McGregor or a John Jones. Now, as a fan, it's another story. Like you were saying, it's great that we get to see a champion fight and not have to pay a premium price to do so. However, this sort of plants the seed in our head conscious or not i mean it sort of tells us that valentina as great as a fighter she is is not worthy of a premium card joe as a former champion how would you feel if you were set to defend your title on a relatively small card like this one on a card that is not promoted as much as a pay-per-view card uh, for a fighter like me it wouldn't really change things you know because my motivation is winning or keeping the bout or winning the bout but for other fighters, maybe with more ego, yeah, it could hurt their ego, self-esteem, you know, kind of play into the psyche a little bit. Now, looking at it from a challenger side, is Liz Carmouche just excited to get this shot? Or is she bubbed out a bit from losing out on the type of exposure that she would get on a pay-per-view card? No, I don't, I don't. I think she's excited. You know, I don't think she's bummed out. I think she, her focus is, you know, on this opportunity and, and trying to run away with it. You know, I don't think she's focused on pay-per-view 
or a regular card. Obviously, it'd be more exciting if it was on pay-per-view, but I don't think that even bothers her whatsoever. It might bother Valentina more. Regardless, Joe, this is about fighting. Is any of this going to have an effect on how they fight? Does this make Valentina, or for that matter, does it make Liz come out and try to capitalize on the situation and make a statement? Or is this all out the window once the fighting starts? Yeah, like you said, I think it's all out. When, once the you know the fighting starts, the bell rings, the cage doors close, um, they're not thinking about if it's a pay-per-view card, if it's on free TV, or if it's on the ESPN app. They're thinking about you know surviving and not getting knocked out, not getting choked out from this opponent, this dangerous opponent in front of me. Okay, just so regardless of what happens before the fight, regardless of how this card was put together, pay-per-view or not, and regardless of the mindset this can put a fighter in, they still have to fight. Now, before we look at what Karmouche can do to win this, I want to ask you about titles a bit. Specifically, I want to take a close look at what it takes to defend a title. I mean, it's hard enough to win it, but most would say, as I would, that it's more difficult to retain it. And there is a reason for that. The reason being that when you're the champ, people watch you more, they study you, they break you down, and they do it so much until they find holes that they can exploit. And let me ask you this first. Is there such a thing as a complete fighter? Or does every fighter have vulnerabilities? Does every fighter have holes in their game? Yeah, I don't believe there's a you know a thing as a complete fighter. If you look at every fighter, I don't see where someone's really complete. I think there's holes definitely in everybody's game. You can be pretty good everywhere, but... You know, usually you're you're really good in one area and then, you know, you lack in some other areas. Like, you could be really good. I see a lot of guys, like, even John Jones, he's really good stand-up, you know, really good wrestling. But I would say his jiu-jitsu is good off his back. A lot of people are like that. A lot of these wrestlers are like that, really good with their hands and really good top game. But their bottom game lacks. So there's always a hole, you know, so... There's always a hole in every fighter's game for sure. There's always a place where it's lacking and there's always um, room for improvement. And that's what we strive for, you know, to be the perfect fighter, but it's, it's really hard. Joe, when I'm at the college, when I'm teaching a math class, sometimes I have to psych myself a bit before a lecture. I have to sort of pump myself up a bit because I'm either tired, have a headache, or I'm just not feeling it that day. I call it going on autopilot, and my lectures, I would say, are not as animated as when I'm on. The thing is that, yeah, my lecture might not be as exciting as yesterday's, but it's still a lecture, and I still deliver what I need to. Now, it's a little different for a fighter. If you have an off day, that can be enough to lose the fight. So you really can't afford to have an off day. You have to be on all the time. However, that is an impossible task in any discipline. Joe, can you just coast like I do in the classroom when it's not your night? Is that possible at the championship level? I think sometimes like with fighters like a John Jones, when you're at a certain level and you're just so much better than than everybody, you could get away with it. But it's a real dangerous, you know, it's real dangerous when you're trying to coast in there when somebody's trying to, you know, this guy's motivate, trying to take your head off and he's he's a gifted athlete himself. So it's it's kind of hard, but when you're when you're um athletically better or or more gifted or you just the technique is so much, you know, there's so much difference in the technique Then I think you could get away with it more. Looking at Valentina's fights, I don't recall a fight when she seemed off. I mean, she has three losses on her record, but two of those losses were against the Linus, the 135 and 145 champion. Having said that, those two fights were close. In fact, 
Many people believe Valentina won that second fight. Now, the only other loss on her record was against Liz Carmouche, her opponent in this fight. However, even though that fight was recorded as a loss due to Dr. Stoppage, there's no video footage that I'm aware of, and depending on who you ask and what you read, it's difficult to decipher what really happened. Joe, the only fight that comes to mind where she didn't really seem to have the killer instinct was against the former champion, Joanna Jacek, but I don't think Valentina was having an off day. She was on point. I don't know if she was just being cautious or was just out of respect giving Joanna mercy. In fact, many people, including myself, thought she could have finished the fight. Joe, can you recall a fight where it wasn't your day and how difficult was it to fight under those circumstances? Yeah, there's just some days where you feel like you don't show up, you know, you just it's just an off day and you don't show up. I, and I've been there a few times where I had some, you know, you know, some freeze moments where I just couldn't pull the trigger. It was just off day and, you know, I, I didn't wake myself up for the fight. You're going to have those days sometimes. Well, you know, but the best fighters in the world, you know, tend not to have them like a John Jones, um, a George St. Pierre, you know. You know, I recently watched Bohemian Rhapsody, the movie based on the rock band Queen. I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a scene in the movie where Freddie's wife asks him, what's it like singing in front of all those people? And Freddie tells his wife, when I know they're listening, when I know I really have them, I couldn't sing off key if I tried. Joe, is it similar in fighting? When you're on, does it feel like you can't do anything wrong, that you're in full control? What's your experience? Yeah, I've I've been there too where you just run into a fight and everything's clicking and you're making all the right decisions and everything's just playing into your, you know, you're going your way. Every takedown's going your way, every punch is going your way and you know, you end up in good positions, you're getting good positions thrown at you. So, yeah, you definitely have those days where you're off and you you also have days where you're on and and you're just focused and you have that, you know, that focus in your eyes and you just can't do no wrong in there. So as the saying goes, any given Sunday, or in this case, any given Saturday, a new champion can be crowned, regardless of superior skills or experience. Valentina, John Jones, all fighters have holes and can be exploited, especially if on fight night, it's not your night and you're not on. Now, let's take a close look at what Liz Carmouche can do, what she's offering, what she's bringing to this fight, and what is it that can make her a champion. Liz is coming into this fight on a two-fight win streak. She's got 13 wins and six losses. However, four of those losses were against champions. Two were against the former UFC champions Ronda Rousey and Misha Tate. And the other two losses were against the former Strikeforce champions Sarah Kaufman and Marlis Kunin. Not only that, she TKO'd Jessica Andrade, the current 115-pound UFC champion in the second round. So she's been in there with the best. I mean, she really has the experience to be in there with Valentina. Joe, this will also be her second crack at the belt, and at 35, most likely her last shot. You've been in there, Joe. You became a wrestling state champion on your fourth attempt, your last chance, and you did it. So, knowing it was your last chance, did you go all out? Did you plan to leave it all out in the mat? Is this what Liz needs to do? Yeah, you know, I just worked on my on my psyche. You're working on your mind. You're thinking about it before the you know, before the match, but once, you know, once that match starts, then you're just thinking about winning positions and, and what you need to do to, you know, you're trying to 
win every position so you can win the fight, right? Every situation you get in trying to win that. But she's definitely going to get her mind mentally ready. She knows, like you said, it, it could be her, her last chance. And, you know, mentally, I think she'll be ready to, you know, leave it all in line. Another obstacle that Liz needs to overcome, I think, is the size differential. Valentina has been in there with the bigger fighters. She was in there with Amanda Nunes, who is much, much bigger. However, Liz is a veteran, a Marine veteran for that matter. She did three tours in the Middle East, so she's as tough as they come. Is this what makes her stand out from other fighters who have faced Valentina? Is this where Liz shines? Joe, how much does toughness come into play into a fight like this, where the champion seems to have the more experience, the better skills, and is the bigger fighter? Yet, she faces an unwavering type of fighter, someone that is not going to quit, someone like Liz. Yeah, I think toughness definitely is is a you know a big advantage for her. I think that's what that's what's going to win her the fight if she wins it. She needs to use that. I mean, that's one of her best um, you know attributes is she's tough and gritty, and that's what you need to do with somebody like a really good champion like Valentina. She's really technical, smart. You know, she's a smart thinking fighter. So you want to make it an ugly, tough fight. You want to be in her face and use some of that toughness to overcome some of that technique. Um, you know, disparity. Stylistically, this is a Muay Thai kickboxer specialist versus a greedy jiu-jitsu black belt. However, and even though we just saw Valentina violently knock out Jessica I, Valentina has only five knockout wins. On the other side of the cage, Liz has six. Another strange thing, or at least notable thing that I found, is that Valentina, who is not a decorated fighter on the ground, has more submissions than Liz, who is a black belt jiu-jitsu practitioner. She's got seven and Liz has only two. So the striker has less knockouts than the jiu-jitsu black belt and the jiu-jitsu black belt has more knockouts than the striker. This is where things get interesting, Joe. What do you see stylistically? What does this mean? Yeah, I think, you know, both girls would be dangerous on the ground. You know, both girls can submit from, from the ground, like you said. But I think it's whoever's on top has that advantage. So if Liz wants to have, you know... She wants to be more superior in the grappling department. She's going to be on top. So whoever is on top, in, in in my opinion, in this fight, will have that obviously have the advantage. You know, I don't think either girl is that dangerous off their back. I think they're more their jiu-jitsu is based more from top position. You know, so I think Liz could have success on the ground if she's on top. So um, she doesn't need to you know shy away from that. She just needs to be on top. Make sure when it goes to the ground, she's on top. One of the things about Valentina is that her stand-up is second to none. She's a kickboxing champion, a Muay Thai champion. I mean, like you said, she's very technically sound. It seems that there's no way that Liz can match her skill set. Valentina just has more experience in combat sports. This, though, sort of reminds me of John Jones in the sense that to beat him, if that ever happens, I think you have to make it dirty. You have to not let him know what's coming and most importantly, you have to take it to him to have a chance. Is this what Liz needs to do? How can she do that against Valentina? Yeah, I think I think that's exactly what she needs to do. She needs to make, like I said, she needs to make it a, a tough fight, an ugly fight. Yeah, she she needs to go in knowing into this fight, like, hey, I'm gonna take some shots, but I'm gonna give some back, you know, in order to you know get and get to where I need to be. But I think she needs to try to mix in the grappling, mix in dirty boxing, clinch. Um, she just needs to stay in her face, you know, for the whole 25, 25 minutes. I think uh, that's her best way of going about it is making it a tough bra, making it a dogfight. 
So knowing Valentina prefers stand-up and knowing Liz's strengths, put yourself in her corner. How would you tell Liz to train? How would you have her prepare for this fight? And what kind of game plan would you have her follow to throw Valentina off? I think she needs to mix it up. I would have her mixing it up in practice and doing a lot of drills, the you know punches, the takedowns, uh, punches, the fake shots, back to punches, just mixing it up, um, getting into clinch situations, getting her against the cage, trying to slow her down, trying to slow Valentina down, and just you know have her ready for a dog fight, have her ready to sprint for 25 minutes. you got to make it a 25-minute right when the bell rings are in her face and we're making a dog fight. No time to think, no time for setups, no time for you to use your technique and let you out out-technique me, out-think me. We just need to make it a dog fight, make it an ugly fight, and ha- kind of get her ready for that. And I think, you know, the game plan is to stay in her face, on the feet, close the distance, do some dirty boxing, or, you know, try to land a takedown. But I would definitely try to land a takedown and be on top and wear her out that way. If, I could get on, if, you could, if she could get on top and wear her out with some ground and pound, that would help too. Okay, so to beat Valentina, it would obviously help if she's having an off day. But... Liz can push her in that direction. She can create a fight plan that will throw Valentina off. And no matter how small they are, she can make Valentina feel vulnerable by exploiting holes in her game. This also must use her toughness to try to change rhythm in her favor. But most importantly, she needs to go all out. She must disrupt a very technical Valentina. She needs to make it dirty. But there is a way. Everybody is beatable. Okay, if you like this show, please go to your favorite platform and support our show. You can subscribe on any of the major platforms like Spotify, Google Podcasts, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Again, we can be found at MMAMath.xyz. And that does it for today. Thanks for listening. Until next time, fight on.